in the WSJM Newsroom. I'm Ken Lundberg. Work is underway around southwest Michigan to expand broadband internet access to those who don't currently have service. Midwest Energy and Communications is rolling out new service to thousands of properties in the next couple of years thanks to a state grant and local support. The company's Amy Pales tells us MEC has been laying fiber in rural areas east of Benton Harbor, around Orinoco Township, and in pockets of Cass County for the last couple of years. We do have some stuff that's also going to start construction north of Benton Harbor in 2025. And we also have up around South Haven, we have a couple of other areas that are complete. We have one that's right east of South Haven that is under construction, and we expect installation start happening next quarter. Slated for this year will be work around Bertrand Township, Galeen, and Eau Claire. Hale says residents will notice MEC trucks with huge spools on them, and how long installation takes depends on the area. Once new broadband lines have been laid, those in the area will be notified. Pale says with MEC being based in Cass County, the company is aware of the need for service in many places. Our people live here, so they too were experiencing what it's like to not have access to high-speed broadband, so we really understand what that experience is like, and that's why we're so dedicated to serving people. It will cost a resident $100 to sign up for broadband initially. Packages then start at $65 per month. Pales says MEC received a state grant of $25 million. $12 million was chipped in by the county and township governments, and the company is investing $15 million of its own funds into the project. All the work is expected to be done by 2026. Michigan Works is offering free CDL training to those interested in starting a career as a truck driver. Vice President of Workforce Paul Kirk tells us the agency is teaming up with Lake Michigan College and Regen Trucking School to teach commercial driving. He says it's a good way for someone to get a decent-paying job in a field with a strong demand. I just pulled some data today, and there are 68 active online job postings in the last 38 days. That's a 48% increase over the last 30-day period. We're expecting between now and 2028 an additional growth of 24% in demand for truck drivers, both local, regional, and long haulers. The training will take place over three weeks at the South Haven Lake Michigan College campus. Each of the job seekers that take advantage of this opportunity will spend one week, five days in a classroom setting, and then two weeks on the road actually learning and driving a uh, truck and trailer rig. Kirk says there are only 25 slots available and they're going fast. The training comes at no cost to the future drivers thanks to a grant. Cohorts begin in March and continue through July. Anyone interested should apply at the Michigan Works website. One Buchanan and the OutCenter are planning a forum on the state of civil rights for the LGBTQ plus community. The OutCenter's Mary Jo Schnell tells us with this being an election year and an important election, there will be plenty to talk about at the April Forum. She says she hears from people in the community concerned about making schools safe, representation in libraries, and local government issues. Folks want to know, what can we do? And so one of the things is get involved, get educated, but, you know, get involved. What's happening at your local school district? What's happening at your public library? Are you concerned about making sure that the institutions across our three-county area are equitable? One Buchanan's Adam Berg says the group holds two forums each year with past events covering topics like black history and Native American issues. They decided to look at LGBTQ issues this year and reached out to the OutCenter. He says they want to discuss concerns but also recent wins.
we're going to do a, just a level set on what current rights are, because a lot has changed over the last few years. People should know that in housing, public accommodation, and employment, you cannot be discriminated against any longer for being LGBTQ plus community. Guest speakers will include ACLU civil rights attorney Jay Kaplan and Equality Michigan Advocacy Director Zanotti. Schnell says the event will be conversational, so attendees can ask questions of the speakers. The forum will be at the Buchanan Senior Center on Saturday, April 6th from 11 a.m. to 12.30. Registration required for those who wish to take part. We have a link on our website, wsjm.com. Buchanan High School has received a $100,000 grant to purchase equipment for its career and technical education programs. Assistant Principal and CTE Program Director Mark Fry tells us the state 61C equipment grant will support programs including automotive technology, business management, computer systems, cosmetology, digital media, and sports medicine. Absolutely game-changing for our programs. Uh, the two marquee items that we got were a new lift for our auto program. So our one lift is getting kind of old, and this will be able to get us more industry standard with that. And the other big-ticket item, which was nearly $70,000, was our sports med 3D training tables. Fry says Barry and Risa helped the district apply for the funds. Buchanan Community Schools has around 100 students enrolled in CTE programs. They train both at the high school and at other schools. Fry says the new equipment will better help the students prepare for success in their chosen field. Edgewater Automation will host a robotics competition this weekend in Berrien Springs, set to feature 34 teams from all over southwest Michigan and the entire state. Company Robotic Technology Director Dave Goodenough tells us the first in Michigan robotics competition will kick off with a message from Edgewater President Tim Tate at 10.30. Saturday morning at Berrien Springs High School, he says the company wants to support robotics programs because they train students in a variety of skills that employers need. It's what we do as a business. We have machines that we build from the ground floor up. That same scenarios. We get timelines. We have all this other stuff that we got to follow. And we're wiring, we're machining, we're engineering, we're controls, hardware. Everything that goes into this robot is pretty much what Edgewater does as a business. Each team will have their robot perform specific tasks like shooting rings into receptacles, Goodenough says the winners of the competition could move on to others, depending on how they're faring overall this year. He tells us it's amazing to see the kids in action, applying things they've learned all year in an exciting environment. The event is open to the public, and you can watch online at Twitch. A state representative from northern Michigan is upset with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service for considering listing lake sturgeon as an endangered species. Representative Cam Cavett says Michigan's Black Lake is one of two places in the United States where spearfishing lake sturgeon is allowed. 20 years ago, this might have been a good decision for the feds to come in and take over the management of our sturgeon population. But in the last 20 years, uh, Sturgeon for Tomorrow and Fish and Wildlife Service, working with Fish and Wildlife, the tribes, Michigan Fisheries, is really we're way ahead of the ball where the rest of the country is at. Cavett suggests fish and wildlife bring conservation programs to Michigan where they're needed. He asks people to call their representatives to stop the change from happening. More than 100,000 people voted uncommitted in Michigan's presidential primary that happened earlier this week. What happens next will be, at least in part, up to President Joe Biden. 
The uncommitted campaign's aim was to show the president his support for the Israeli government's war in Gaza is a decisive factor within the Muslim, Arab American, and pro-Palestinian communities. Council on American-Islamic Relations Government Affairs Director Robert McCaw says 94% of American Muslims who voted in the Democratic primary voted uncommitted. It's a clear sign that our communities are organized. We're a political force in these states and other swing states, and we can tip the results in any election when it counts. The exit poll found potential third-party candidates are polling better than Biden, and if an election were held today, 40% of Muslim voters would prefer an unnamed other candidate. The poll also found 13% might vote for GOP frontrunner Donald Trump. A top UAW leader has had some responsibilities stripped after she allegedly violated union policies. Secretary-Treasurer Margaret Mock is accused of withholding funds to try and get votes, improperly denying reimbursement requests, and not approving supplies bought for the strike. Mock has been removed from overseeing some departments. She says she'll continue to protect the dues that workers pay. The allegations were brought to light by the United All Workers for Democracy Steering Committee, a caucus supporting her. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel is warning about scams following this week's tornadoes and severe thunderstorms all over the southern part of the state. She says price gougers and scam artists always take advantage of homeowners following bad storms. Nessel wants Michigan residents to do their research before hiring anyone to repair any damage. Former Republican Congressman Justin Amash is running for U.S. Senate in Michigan. Amash, announcing on social media, says he believes he's the best Republican for the job in the general election. Other Republicans running for the seat held by Democrat Debbie Stabenow, who is now retiring, include Peter Meyer, Mike Rogers, and Sandy Pensler. For the Democrats, Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin and actor Hill Harper want the job. Amash says the country is deeply polarized and he would be an independent mind in the role. And finally, Michigan is doling out a record $87 million in revenue collected through marijuana sales and licensing fees in fiscal year 2023. It's going to 270 local and county governments. Five cities and 14 counties collected more than a million dollars in marijuana tax revenue. The cities include Detroit, Ann Arbor, Lansing, Grand Rapids, and Kalamazoo. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.